You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts and or your music. You can also find our content on the misfitfaction.com as well as Facebook and Instagram. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie, and with me is Paul. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Ronnie. How are you today? I am doing well. Are you sure? It sounds like you're struggling a little. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. And to my left, we have Rob. Rob, how are you? Oh, I'm on the left. Oh, yep. hi. Yes. And, and your name is Rob. And I don't know which. <laughs> <laughs> I should have listened to the whole sentence. <laughs> hi, Ronnie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. We are here today. We're going to be talking about Batman Begins. But before we get into our discussion on that, we do have a wee bit of news with Rob. No, I already went to the bathroom. No, well, not that kind of wee-wee. Okay, so I've got some news for you all. First of all, I'll end with Batman stuff. So we will start with Russell Crowe was cast in an unknown role in Craven the Hunter. Yay! <laughs> I yeah, can't get so, any excitement over yeah. Craven the Hunter. I, I, you know what? If it was, I would even go so far as to say if it was a DC property, I might be excited about it. But the fact that it's in the Sony-verse does not get me excited in the slightest. I like how yeah. Marvel now has three different versions of their stuff. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? Sony-verse, uh, and then the... What's the third? MCU. MCU what's the third? Spider-verse. I would even argue, at one point, it was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and all that. <laughs> like, all that stuff is considered not main continuity Right, anymore. yeah, it's not canon or Even not. though they address it in Age of Ultron. I know. <laughs> so weird. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, no, that was them doing their mind games. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't not, me arguing. These are not the agents <laughs> you're looking for. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. A second, we have... Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Punisher, and Crossover, The Defenders are all taken off of Netflix on March 1st. Very sad yeah. about it. So where are they going to go? Let's Disney Plus. <coughs> Let's hope Disney Plus. No, <coughs> cough, sneeze. Yeah, right? But see, they're not Disney Plus shows. <laughs> yeah, so is uh, a lot of the X-Men. It, Logan's not on there, right? Don't know off the yeah, top of my head. Think I don't think so. so. But like... Iron Fist, yes, that's Disney Plus-ish. Because it's bad? Yes. (laughs) You know, but like Jessica Jones, Luke, maybe you can argue Luke Cage is kind of, you could see that being a Disney Plus show. But like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher, that's like way opposite side of what Disney would make. You know? But, I mean, again, hopefully it's there and we don't just lose those shows. Right. Those shows were... Really good, with the exception of one. I, I think they will. See, here's the thing is that Disney, there were rumors of maybe about eight months ago that Disney Plus was going to create a, like a parents only section to it where they yeah. were going to, because don't forget, they own all of the 20th Century Fox stuff, mm-hmm. which yeah. is stuff like, you know, the Alien, I don't want to say trilogy, but yeah. whatever it is. Simpsons. Series. Yeah. And they own like you know some R-rated stuff that they yeah. they just have sitting in a vault right now, and they don't know what to do with. But so there's rumors that it'll be like a parents only that you'll have to have like some sort of authentication or password. What's that or club something. that they have in Disney? It's like the the secret club. Like oh, there's like club a twenty three or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like the that. Adults only or yeah. something. But we can't say adults only for Disney. No. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Those are two things you don't want in the same sentence. Walt's friends. <laughs> so that is, we'll see where they end up landing. I, I you know, obviously with you know Daredevil and uh, what's his name, big guy, Daredevil. Kingpin. Kingpin. What? Kingpin. Kingpin. Thank you. Oh. Uh, both being officially in the MCU now. I speak. Uh, that's where you were well, going. thank, thank you. He speaks, Rob. <laughs> the, you know, we'll hopefully see them crop up more and more, and, and you know, maybe just to help settle our fan nerves, it'll show up in the Disney Plus first. So yeah. So this next one is something and I don't know too much about. Collider is re- reporting this, or I'm sorry, Deadline is reporting this, that director Wes Ball is signed on to direct an adaptation of Valiant Comics 
Harbinger for Paramount Pictures. And I bring this up because it is, of course, a comic, and we are a comic book show. So the comic is set in a world where a race of evolved superhumans known as Harbingers exist, and one of the most powerful Harbingers recruits and trains others to be a part of his private army to carry out his goal of conquering the world. And a young Harbinger joins forces with a resistance group, and they want to fight back and everything. And so it was a valiant uh, comic series by Jim Shooter and David Lapham, and it ran from 92 to 95 and then was rebooted in 2012 and ran until 2014. So we don't know too much about it yet, and I'm not familiar with the comic. I'm not sure if you guys are either. Yeah, we're all shaking our heads. But it being comic news, I thought I would mention it. It is being directed, for better or worse, by Wes Ball, who did the Maze Runner trilogy. Which okay. is yep. yes, that's dystopian. So yeah, yeah. at least there's that. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen any of the Maze Runners? Saw the first two. I was gonna say I think I saw the first, the first one maybe. Yeah. I, no, you second. and I saw. I think we saw the second one in the theaters. We? we yelled at a bunch of kids who were too loud. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, oh, this was like two years ago. No. no, no. We will. I will always argue that at a movie theater, it is totally acceptable to talk up to and including the trailers, right? Within yeah. reason. Yeah, there's reason. But you get five minutes into the movie and a group of people, I don't care if they're kids, adults, yeah. whoever it is, are, are actively talking and loudly. I, I'm going to say yeah, something. Shake, shake your cane at them and yeah. call them. No, I just threw my walker at them. Hey, it was you a really young whippersnapper. It was a tough walk back to the car, but I was all right. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. And then, oh, Academy Award nominations came out, and Spider Man got almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. We, we just did an episode on Cinematic Adventures about uh, oh, yeah. about the Academy Awards. That's this week coming up. And we, we mentioned that superhero movies still continue to get the shaft. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too surprised. Spider-Man was a good movie, but I wouldn't necessarily call it Academy Award winning. Um, I would have argued um, at least a Best Supporting Actor nom for one of the, for one of the many characters in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Yeah. Okay, I would, yeah, I would, might agree with that. I, I, I'd even, even though with very limited screen time, I would even say Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's that's possible, He's too. He's too busy it's trying to get his own Academy Award. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, the nerve. I'm looking at the Best Supporting Actor list, and yeah, he could have, there's room in there for him. You know, if J.K. Simmons can get it for being the Ricardos, you know, they easily could have gotten him in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would even argue, like, Tom Holland puts in his best performance as Peter Parker, and, like, he's had very good performances, you know, as the character, yeah, but... Yeah. The scene of him and Norman fighting on the, the platform at the end, like, still, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. So, yeah, the only superhero things that came out were, of course, in the best visual effects category, and yeah. that was for Spider-Man and for Shang-Chi, yep. um, which is, it is what it is. You know, I, we'll see. Maybe if the Batman is, is as good as we're hoping it is, maybe that'll be up for something. You know, yeah. well, stranger things have happened, so. No, that season hasn't come out yet. And next on my news is then finally DC. (laughs) Now, I should say this with a caveat. So first, let me get through all of this, and then you can comment on it. DC released a sizzle reel. Um, A sizzle reel is uh, where it's not necessarily a trailer, but it's just like things to get you excited for future projects. And they had new footage in there from Black Adam. They had new footage in there from Aquaman. It's, It's posted on our Facebook. Yes. There was footage in there from... The Batman, which I don't think there was anything new. And then what was the fourth one? Flash. Flash. Thank you. There were some new things in there. Now, I I say let me get through all this because we are recording this the morning of the big game. Are we allowed to call it the Super Bowl? Yes, we can. Okay. And there are some commercials that are going to be coming out during it. And there are rumors of commercials. We're not really sure which ones. There's possibly a Black Adam commercial coming out. Probably a Doctor Strange. Probably Doctor Strange. There's going to be because The Rock is doing something at the Super Bowl. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay, so I like that's why I'm saying you know the sizzle reel is great, but by the time this comes out, it will be you know old news. So just remember that. Mm-hmm. Feelings about the sizzle reel? Aquaman was in there too. I mentioned he, he did. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, because we all forgot about Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. You know, it's it's a weird time for DC, and at least you know they're they're making stuff and they're putting some some effort into it. Whether or not it's going to you know continue with their current continuity or if they're going to do a full reboot and a full rebrand it's it just sucks because like the 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 justice society was featured finally and they look great you know hawk hawkman looks good oh, is that what that was yes. I, I wasn't sure i saw a guy hawkman, with wings you I, see hawkman you see uh dr fate and his full regale I see, yes which i'm super excited about i'm a very big dr fate fan I, cool. I enjoy the character and i still say that he can take dr strange in a fight but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I, I don't know i'm excited it, it looks interesting still not really sold on the flash's new outfit 
It's oh, with yeah. the, the little shieldy things in his eyes. I don't mind the shieldy things in his eyes. Like there are plenty of times, like the visor or whatever. Like Batman should always have like I like the white eyes for Batman, but they they're just very hard to translate mm-hmm. on screen. You know, the closest we get is Christian Bale in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But for me, like it's it's exciting, but also big 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 old grain of salt with it because just I I hate getting excited for DC stuff. It, yeah. it's really. As much as I will defend the Snyder Cut and all that stuff, and you know all those previous movies, it's still really hard for me to be like, but it's fantastic cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think the thing that that shocked me the most with that sizzle reel was the suggestion that the Batman is in continuity with these other films. I think after Flash, it might be. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I was wondering surprised. that too. Ronnie, yeah. any thoughts? To be honest with you, it got me really excited and hyped up. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. But kind of like what Paul was saying. It, and, you, you know, you too, Robin. It's, it's still DC. You know? Yeah, they've let us down before. Yes. with Marvel has too. Let's just throw it out there. Well, yes, but DC not, not more. Not at the same rate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, in the past 15 years, you could pick out like yeah, out of, a out couple of what, DC, but you could pick out a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah, Marvel. What, what are we at? Film 27 now, and how many of those have we been disappointed in out of the DC ones? How many? Have we 26. <laughs> I was going to say, we've been disappointed in as many Marvel movies as we have enjoyed DC movies. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take that. And, and that, yeah. and again, and I, I think my eyes just cross that. <laughs> and I am a bigger DC fan than I am yeah. Marvel, but I am. But with movies, that's different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so it's kind of like it got me excited. I like what I saw. The uh, Like Paul was saying, the Flash's suit, I'm still in debate about. I don't like the it's, yellow it's, sunglass lenses that drop down. That, it's giving me Green Lantern vibes being so <laughs> being so almost animated yeah. when he's moving. It just doesn't – maybe the effects just aren't a thousand percent complete. Because we're but, still – what? Yeah, I'm looking. Eight at months away, nine months what away. Is it th- I'm looking at the suit. What is it that you don't like? I think just seeing it, not in pictures. I think just mm-hmm. seeing it in film format, mm-hmm. where it just you know it looks so CGI uh, instead of more like practical. I think, at least for me, I, I'm not going to speak for. Well, I, Paul, I also but. liked his his suit in Justice League. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was enough of a departure from the Flash TV show. Right. So for me, like, I don't know. I'm just. It, it looks weird in the motion that we've seen. Yeah. Just curious to see what it actually is going to look like in the movie, not mm-hmm. just in a sizzle reel when you still have nine months left. Yeah, and, and we should remember that it is far away. It's, yeah. it's all the way in, like, December, I think, is it? Like, it December? December? Yeah. Something like yeah. That. So we've, there's a lot. The fact that they're showing us any footage is... Well, that's, a, that's yeah. another movie that's probably been in the can for a while, mm-hmm. and just with COVID and everything... They shoot they, those things in the can? Why would not shoot them in the living room? That, no, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Dad, dad joke. But uh, the whole other side of the table is dad jokes. <laughs> Just nothing but dad jokes. But well, for well, wait a minute. This side of the table is dad. So I guess that, that tracks. Yep. This side of the table also controls the microphones. Let's all keep that in mind. But, yeah, but you're too far. <laughs> reach him right now. I'll move. <laughs> I will move. But for me, like, I don't even know what we were talking about at this point. But no, <laughs> and that, that wraps the, up the news. No, the, the Flash has probably been done for a while, and just with COVID and everything, yeah. and with DC just not knowing what it wanted to do. They're I just think, playing the waiting game like at this point, probably. Oh, you know what? This didn't really work out too well with Batman. Let's go and change something in Flash. I've played the know? waiting game. I pref- I don't like playing it. I prefer to play Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> and there we go. Now, oh, that, yeah. now that wraps up the news. All right. Well, thank you, Rob, for that little bit of news. Don't forget, everyone, that we do have an affiliates page as well as a sponsorship uh, program through our Podbean account for the MF Uncensored podcast. Paul, you want to tell us a little bit more about those programs? Yep. So if you guys are an aspiring podcaster or somebody who wants to start podcasting, doesn't really know how to do so, where to start, if you guys go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you can get a free month of podcasting as a gift from us for being a loyal listener and by using our code. So if you guys are interested, please reach out to us. Also, we always love to hear about new shows. We have plenty of new shows in our network, and we have our Facebook uh, group that we just started where we have people who do podcasts in there, and they're, you know they've been a lot of fun to interact with. 
and learn from. Or if you guys have a product or service that you guys offer, maybe you're an online coach, you uh, have a book that you want to advertise. We also do advertising through our, our website. If you go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you get $100 worth of free advertising. Again, as a thank you from us to you guys for being such loyal listeners. So those sites were sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction or podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Well, thank you for that. You did a great job. Thanks, man. I didn't rehearse it at all. (laughs) It's all right. We never rehearse anything. That's clear. (laughs) That's fair. Um, But we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, again, we're talking about Batman Begins. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. Welcome back. We hope you had a nice break. We are going to jump right into our conversation about Batman Begins. So this movie came out about 17 years ago, almost 17 years Mm -hmm. ago, right? Back in May of 2005, you had it directed by Christopher Nolan. Screenplay was by Christopher Nolan and Goyer. Initial thoughts on the movie, Paul? No, I don't want it. No, I think Batman Begins was was the best decision at the time it's i still think it's a it's a solid movie it still holds up some questionable choices about batman mm-hmm. which we'll get into because i mean obviously we're, we're talking about this to get excited for batman. the batman yes so for me i i enjoy this movie for the most part it, it definitely has its faults and obviously we'll, we'll touch a little bit on some of the other two movies in this because really we're talking about christian bale's portrayal like we did michael yeah. keaton's portrayal so for me, like it, it's a it's a good movie. It's a good series with some with some big faults to it. Mm-hmm. Rob, I had not rewatched this film. In fact, I think this might have been only the second time I've ever seen it. And the first time I saw it, I was not much of a superhero comic book fan. I always kind of wanted to be. So it was really fascinating going back and seeing this years after having developed such a foundation. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to when I watched it, rewatched it. It's it's very it's a very solid even film. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really it's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a, a great fantastic piece and everyone should see it. But it doesn't quite hit the heights that I would like it to hit at times. Mm-hmm. And at times it's so methodic and procedural that it, it's not exciting at all, but but it is a lot of fun and it's fascinating to watch and it's a great character study. And I, I will argue too that it's better than most because it's thematically rich. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's all about fear and yep. the f- role fear plays in our lives and, and there's a lot going on there for, from Nolan and Goyer. Yeah. I kind of agree with both of you. You know, I think this kind of set the tone for the trilogy and... I part of me actually wants to argue this is the best out of the trilogy. Um, Better than Dark Knight, you're saying? I can I can see arguments made because mm-hmm. I think with the Dark Knight, it's really just the Joker that yeah, makes I the movie what it is. Yeah. While this, like, it's just it's like perfect. Like everyone, like flows like there's no like overshadowing of one or the other yeah it's even like scarecrow is like scary and Mm -hmm. you know like demonic almost which you know for not really being like a well-known villain Mm -hmm. you know like he instills that fear in you you know obviously with gas and not just who he is but a mix of both because he's not there mentally but and then, like you said, like the thematics of it with, you know, your fear and everything. Again, the only fear that's kind of stupid is the bats. <laughs> the I, fear, fear. Like, I get your fear of bats and everything. But, like, to me, that wouldn't really necessarily be a fear for him. Like, the, I don't get that. Like, you fell. If you didn't fall, you wouldn't have been fearful of the bats. So, really, I would be like... Yeah, like heights or falling (laughs) or something, you know, like, but 
I mean, I just think overall, like my enemies will know my pain. They just yeah. push them over ledges. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, no one really outshines anyone else. There's no one in yeah. this cast that, like, I would replace. And and I would also agree with you in the sense that this is the most Batman-y movie of the Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is all about him and his growth and his arc. Yeah. And you get to see him as a character develop over time. It's not about the villains. Yeah. Which is, is kind of neat. So, yeah, I, I, w- I might lean towards that. I, I think I still love The Dark Knight more, but I could totally agree with you on, mm-hmm. on your points. Yeah. All right. So, that's kind of our initial thoughts with it. Let's just jump right into it. Christian Bale. What do we love about Christian Bale and what do we dislike? Because I feel like there's really nothing to really hate about his portrayal. But I, um, there's plenty of love, uh, but not too much. I, I like Christian Bale. I think his I think his character of Batman is not the smartest Batman. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, we don't see a whole lot of detective stuff from him. Like, physically, he, he does a great job. Like, I think he had just done The Machinist before this, too. He mm-hmm. did. And, like, he was like... 80 pounds or something yeah, yeah. ridiculous. He, he was gross. 120 pounds. He lost, he was at 180 and he lost a third of his body weight. Yeah. For that. And, and then he got like up to 210 or something. Yeah. I, I, I read this this morning. He was at 220, which was actually too much. And then he had to lose a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is like the world's unhealthiest actor. Oh, yeah. Because he put on all that weight to play Dick Cheney yeah. also. And he's American gonna, Hustle too. He's yep. going to die from like cardiac arrest for what he's putting his body yeah, through. Every every movie he's in, he like takes to heart, which is awesome. He's very much a method but actor. It, mm-hmm. But it's like, at one point it's like, dude, like yeah, it's exactly. not yeah. good for your body to be doing that year after year. But well, yeah, I, I find that this Batman, well, he, like there's some great scenes in this movie that, that are just fantastic. Like the scene the on the docks where yes. he first like does his on Batman thing and he takes out all the goons. Like that's still great. Mm-hmm. You know, the, where are you? Yes. And like, all, like that's very Batman and stuff like that. But as far as, like, Bruce Wayne, I never really found likable in these movies. I never, like, I like how he does his Playboy persona, you mm-hmm. know. I like how he, he created that like he should for the the Batman versus Bruce Wayne, like, who's the real act. But, like, yeah. I never got that sense, like, with so many other Batman stories that, you know, usually it's, you know, Bruce Wayne, is like, died when his parents died, and he is Batman. Yeah. And in this movie especially or especially in the second one and then obviously into the third one where he re- he retires twice mm-hmm. like i i just for me that's not the most batman aspect yeah I, I like that because christopher nolan grounds him into a sense of realism like i really feel like this could happen mm-hmm. you know yeah. that someone could do this and be like this and I, I was looking at the science behind it also this morning and like I think it was Forbes. They determined how much it would cost for him to be Batman. It was like three point five million. Which, to be honest, if he's a billionaire, that's actually affordable. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also saw there was a list that came out of the top fifteen fictional most wealthy people, and he came in at number seven with six point yep. eight billion. I don't know who the others are, but I think uh, T'Challa is number one on that list. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. But you know it. it I liked the realistic, and I also read that all of the technology that he uses is based in real military te- technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that this this could actually happen. I also like the fact that he is. I, I have to say that's why I like he's not very Batman-y in terms of detective work because it kind of tracks a little bit with Batman Year One, and I, I meant to bring it today and I totally forgot where. And they they look like from what I can tell they might have pulled actual scenes and sequences from Batman Year One, like the the mm-hmm. scene on the um, fire escape, I believe, is directly from Batman Year One. Yeah, and like him learning how to do and getting injured and everything, like it's it's grounded. Whereas you know, I I will I will concede on this that a lot of them. MCU is not you, you know it's fantasy and you know it, even yeah. I even Tony Stark for as as wealthy <laughs> and, and brilliant as he is you're like come on that that kind of technology would never exist yeah. and everything and so I, I do like that with Batman but yeah I, I seeing his arc and seeing Christian Bale playing it is is I, I found to get really attached to that character more so than I have in past Bruce Wayne's yeah I did not like the Bruce Wayne that we had, you know, and I feel like you're you're supposed to like Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and fear Batman, you know, but also respect both of them. And in this, you just 
he was a complete jerk, you know, yeah. in, in this. Like, there's nothing about him that you liked at all, you know, like from the moment he buys the hotel because the two girls are swimming and he writes the check right. and goes, I just bought this. Like, that's, to be honest with you, that's something a billionaire would do. Yeah. But it's also like, that's not what Bruce Wayne's supposed to be. You know, he's supposed to be a philanthropist. You know, he's supposed to give back and everything. And you don't see any of that in, in this trilogy. But they bring it up in the third one where he just assumed that uh, the Wayne Foundation was... was And like that, that's another thing that bothers me because like mm-hmm. he becomes a recluse at the end of Dark Knight, which mm-hmm. was not what any of us wanted. Like yeah. we wanted him to still be doing his Batman thing. Like, yeah. yeah. But that was part of the sacrifice that he had to make for the city. But I thought that like a lot of us thought that it would just mean that he would be very like, you know, Arrow did it a bunch of times where Arrow was like on the side of the law and then right. off the side of the law, but he was still operating. But uh, so that's I can't because I I have I like Batman better when he doesn't have the best relationship with Gotham PD and because mm-hmm. like in all honesty, Batman is not supposed to be a very likable guy. Like mm-hmm. Batman right. is, is he's kind of and we we have an episode planned where we talk about Batman's supporting cast and the Bat family. Rob's very excited about that one. <laughs> Just to talk about Alfred and Commissioner Gordon, and we didn't even talk, touch base on Commissioner Gordon because him and Batman have a great relationship yeah. throughout this this series. Yeah. But for me, like. I, I like it better when Batman's kind of on the outs with people because for him it's the mission. And I think it looks like for Robert Pattinson's they they've done a lot of they've started doing their interviews and their press tours. I try and stay away from it yeah. as much as yeah. I can, but like they keep saying that this Bruce Wayne is he's already a recluse. Like he's a, like a loner that nobody really knows and like a scene came out where I think he's talking to the mayor of Gotham and uh, she's like, "You know, your family has a history of philanthropy and yet you don't seem to be doing anything right. for yeah. this city." You know, obviously, as the audience, we're like, ha, 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 But for me, like, I don't mind the Playboy persona, but I do agree that there was a whole... There are a lot of parts of Bruce Wayne that were missing because that's what happens when you have a trilogy and you have a limited amount of storytelling. See, I see that, though, coming in in the second one when he starts backing Harvey Dent and trying to push, you know, throwing his... his but Gallus see, I'll, I'll argue that because yeah. he did it for completely selfish reasons. He did it because he thinks that Gotham would be better with him and he can then stop his mission right. and get with Rachel. Like he, he actually yeah. says that. Yeah. So and that that's I, I hate Rachel Dawes. I was not a fan of Rachel no. Dawes. Okay. So I, I found out that Rachel Dawes was a David Goyer creation. Sounds about right. Yeah, that he <laughs> she doesn't exist in the comics. Nope. nope. Which is something I didn't realize. So you're you're anti Dawes. I'm anti Dawes, and it has nothing to do with Katie Holmes's portrayal in the first no. movie versus Maggie Gyllenhaal. I like both actresses. I just there. Any time that Batman's mission is not the the focus of a Batman story, mm-hmm. like the like. We we talked about it with Keaton. It was a throwaway line about uh, Vicky Vale, right. like yeah. like because that in all honesty, and I'm not trying to downplay any significance of any characters or especially female characters, but for Batman, it's the mission. It's this is what I have to do, and we see it. I think we see it the most with Ben Affleck's Batman because he goes too far on that mission, mm-hmm. and Superman has to kind of reel him back, mm-hmm. and Martha. But uh, for for these versions of Batman, you know. I think Michael Keaton's was a little bit better where it's like, I've, you know, I've, I have to work. Like, yeah. I have to do this. So your ideal Batman is one that is f- playboy and, and philanthropist and trying to do good for the city, but then at night is doing detective work. I would be totally okay with it. I okay. don't need a Batman with, with love interests or am I, I don't mind a, a more complicated Batman. Like we see it, we're going to talk about Mask of the Phantasm next, mm-hmm. next month or next week, excuse me. And we, they bring up, the idea of Bruce Wayne not being Batman in it. And like, don't I deserve to be happy? Don't I deserve to lead a life? And obviously he doesn't. Hmm. Interesting. But speaking of Martha, how do we feel? Why did you say that name? How do we feel about seeing the death of the Waynes? Still not the best death of the Waynes. No. No. The Snyders. I would say the Snyders. Visually. Visually. And also because it's like, Zack Snyder does great opening scenes and great opening montages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like Watchmen is still considered right. one of the better of ones. Like again, if they had just done that for Batman versus Superman and like had it just juxtaposed against Superman doing something really light and colorful and like you know saving the cat out of the tree while Batman's hanging a guy out the window, like <laughs> though, though, that would have been a great opening montage. But mm-hmm. I, we see the death of the Waynes. It's a little bit more 
I, it's more impactful because there's a lot more dialogue to it. You know, if there's tension, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it, it's it's a good scene. And obviously, Bruce Wayne feels a certain amount of guilt for it because yeah. he has to leave the show. I think they're they're watching uh, Dante or uh, Faust. I think some sort uh, of uh, out. Um, that's a great question. I think it's a part of the ring cycle. I don't know, yeah. but there were demons. But, they looked yeah, like yeah. bats. Kid got scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's not Zorro, isn't? Isn't Zorro in the, in supposed the, to be the movie? Yeah, yeah, in the comics, they've done them like some sort of because he takes a lot of inspiration, obviously, right. from Zorro. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I just asked the question because I know we see it all the time in Batman. I really, Everything I don't think we're going to see it in yeah. this new Batman. Thank God. Yeah. So we hope. We hope. <laughs> oh. Right. David Goyer is not on board for any of the Batman, is he? I have no idea. I got. I, don't so. I, I have ranted about him in the past. I will give him that he does seem to understand Batman because he mm-hmm. doesn't understand pretty much any other character. He doesn't understand Superman. He doesn't understand Green Lantern. Definitely. <laughs> um, what do you mean? <laughs> so you know, he. I was surprised to see his fingerprints on Batman Begins because it, mm-hmm. it's actually capable. So yeah, maybe he understands it, but maybe also Christopher Nolan evened him out too i can't believe this about christopher nolan you know he's such a household name but mm-hmm. when he did this he had only done like two major films he he did memento which i don't know if you've seen memento uh, i do enjoy memento. I, mm-hmm. I teach memento in the classroom and, and in my film class it's a fascinating study of screenplay structure and he did insomnia with al pacino and robin williams and that oh, was wow. and yeah. that was it he had he, at this point he hadn't done the prestige he hadn't done inception or interstellar yeah. or dunkirk or tenant that kind of kickstarted him yeah so i that's cool that they trusted him with so much here and it, it is got a lot of nolan touches too oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah all right another question i have for you gents mm-hmm. take take the joker out of the trilogy all right cuz we all know we would say he's the best villain who do you have as the best villain in the trilogy, other than Joker, I would, have Scarecrow. I, you could put Falcone in there. I'd say Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, I like Ra's al Ghul because he's a good example of the dark mirror aspect in comics. Mm. That for those of you guys who don't know, most villains are some sort of dark mirror of the uh, the hero. But for me, I don't even consider him a dark mirror. I consider him what what Bruce Wayne was on his path to becoming, mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne chose a better or a different path does he kill him at the end absolutely but by you know he said all right let's also establish this that this batman does kill like he people die in this movie as as direct results from batman's action or inaction you you have almost the entire league of shadows die but i hit it with the fire stick it wasn't me The fire Uh, killed them that i started they could have gotten out that's their fault well the the fake ra's al ghul does die and you see right. it, Ken, yeah. Wanta- Ken, Ken Watanabe's yeah. uh, character. And I would still argue that not the Batman has resuscitated the Joker. Like Batman has given CPR to the Joker mm-hmm. because yeah. he will in the comics. They they play around a lot with how strong his moral code is. Am I fine with a morally ambiguous Batman? Sure. Like you know, especially like I'll still argue Ben Affleck's Batman. He's just went. He's too far gone at that point. And he needs to get reeled back in. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem necessarily, but like, I, I hate that they make this whole "I'm not going to kill anyone" rule. So like, he kills Harvey Dent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I it, it just, kills a lot. It just bothers me that I don't even remember what your question was. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I said who's best, the, who's the best villain we've had. I would say I, I like Rod. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Head turning. <laughs> you want to be able to turn your head. So you say I Raj? say Raz Al Ghul, yeah. What about you, Rob? <sighs> That's tough. Again, take out the Joker, because I feel like we would all yeah. say Joker, but I mean oh, I you do, don't know who I, you would pick. I mm-hmm. like the construction of Raz Al Ghul, but I, I don't I'm never crazy about Liam Neeson's portrayal of it. Mm. I, I it's a little stiff and, and just okay. It was before taken, right? This movie, mm, yeah, I think yeah. so. so. I think take, yeah, before was before happened. badass Liam Neeson. Having, having, taken was like oh eight. Having maybe? never been taken by any of those movies, I don't know. 
<laughs> I've never seen a Taken movie. I've the, never the first one is fantastic. I don't think yeah. I've seen a single Liam Neeson revenge film actually. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. Look at me. Um, Look at you. I like. Liam, all right. I do remember liking Liam Neeson in there because he, I remember seeing him in Dark Man in Sam Raimi's film. Mm, that's a good one. Um, which is one I have us looking at. Uh, I have it on the schedule for a few months <laughs> when we do Sam Raimi's uh, Doctor Strange. But he's a little too. I don't know. Um, who played Ra's al Ghul in Arrow? Oh, oh. Uh, Matt Nabel, I what? think is his name. Okay, I sort of remember him a little. Oh yeah, I, I think I liked that Ra's al Ghul a little bit better. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Scarecrow seems to be like. See, I, I want to pick Scarecrow, but I think he completes his arc in this film so I, I don't know if there's anything more to do with him and then he's just fun in the other two yeah exactly yeah. and it is Matt Nabel I was right okay yes. look at you wow <laughs> I don't know I don't know I, I think you know you, you know what hold on I got it I okay. know I know what the best villain is Warner Brothers Studios is the, <laughs> that is Gotham City Crime is okay. I, I think because I think that's one uh, this is an argument I have in our house a lot with The Dark Knight that I still think The Dark Knight is a great film even if you take Heath Ledger out of it mm. it's a great crime saga akin to like yeah. Michael Mann's Heat and I, I, I love him struggling with you know the crime aspects with the Falcone fan. I, now I don't know if Carmine Falcone is the best. It, it's pretty good. And who does Eric Roberts play in The Dark Knight? He plays Maroni. Oh, Maroni, yeah, right? Okay. Like I like the warring crime family aspect. That's very comic bookish. Very Batman Year One. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. hear about the retcon they did for Batman Year One? No. The scene. So in Batman Year One, there's a great scene of him crashing a dinner party. You're talking about the comics or the the animated? Both. It's okay. it's, it's in both. But uh, where he crashed is a dinner party yes and apparently they retconned it that like recently he says that he was so scared in that scene that he actually wet the bat suit like <laughs> okay dumb, dumbest recon that or retcon yeah. they could have ever done like but that just made me think of it because oh, okay. i i love the idea of having that warring crime family and like you know gotham's yeah. the, the city that's suffering and i do like how we do see more of the the more grounded street fighting like mm. i love seeing batman saving civilians and i think we touched about it a little in last week's episode where we talked about you know he's stalking the rooftops just yeah. going after muggers yeah. and stuff like that and i think that that's a an interesting because unfortunately especially with batman versus superman and all that stuff like he got lost in kind of the bigger dc world which mm. again we don't have a problem with we like seeing batman standing you know shoulder to shoulder with gods basically but also we love seeing him just beat the crap out of petty yeah. criminals. I, I think I think that's my answer is that it's it's crime and it's also just his own morality. Like mm -hmm. the, he's constantly fighting up against that, and and you know, like you said, he does kill people in this, and so that is something. And I have to say something I didn't really realize, and I forgot to mention last week. Tim Burton's Batman kills people when he goes into that I, factory. I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned yeah, you that. mentioned it, and yeah. I didn't believe you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, he he. There's he a blows video up a factory with yeah. all those guys right there, yep. but there's a video it's, they do like a kill count video of all the batmen yeah. and it is it is excessive oh, yeah. Yeah. but it's really funny because they show the nightmare sequence from batman oh, yeah. but, but then when he wakes up it was just a dream so they take them all away <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's and that probably makes sense for nolan why he would direct this because he he is all about individual personal struggles and and this is and that's i think that's why i liked this batman so much this film batman begins so much is because it is him struggling with his ideals his morality and in trying to bring justice to bringing a sense of justice to a chaotic world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it was better in the second movie though where he's really struggling with like I thought I was making a difference. I thought I was making things right. better. Because that's always the biggest question about Batman is who creates who? Like, does right. Batman create... And, you know, they bring it up at the end of this movie with the escalation. Yeah. And, you know, like the Joker tease, which is still one of the best teases oh, of yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah, it is still really good. But, you know, that that's always the question. Does Batman make the city safer? Right. And that's why if you watch the, the uncut version of Batman versus Superman, that's a question that's brought up a lot. You know, Clark Kent goes to Gotham as Clark Kent to do investigative reporting. And like the people of, of Gotham are the first ones to be like, we, we love Batman, but also like he's getting worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I found that that was an interesting aspect that they haven't really like the people of Gotham probably love Batman. Right. Like they feel safer with him than they 
with, than they do with their own police department. Yeah. Which I, is, yeah. I liked a lot in this one too that of Tom Thomas Wayne and how he was an influence on the city and his train. And mm-hmm. I love seeing the the degradation of the train as yeah. as the film goes on. It just gets more and more graffiti covered and everything, yep. and it's a mess. Mm-hmm. But it it reflects you know that he had similar intentions to his own son mm-hmm. and, and that idea of passing down that that idealism to your children which is a neat theme again this film is just so thematically rich can we also just point out that batman's only like 25 when he starts yeah Yeah. he's He's 30 when he has his birthday party yes there the cake says 30 on it interesting because he was in college when he left they said he was seven years he was he was 22 when he left yeah seven years yeah rachel says you've been gone for seven years yeah so he's young he's like a younger batman yeah yeah. I, mean, I, I can honestly say I don't think I'd be Batmaning four years ago in my life. <laughs> now everybody knows I'm 34. <laughs> I got a question about Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He's a doctor. He is? Yes. He remembered his... his so, but that's what He I'm specifically confused. says it, well, he works at the hospital, but his family, like the board runs the company. Right. Remember he's got the okay. stethoscope? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, wait, he's a doctor in this movie, but... But he's like the head of the board of... But doctors he's, when he's got lots of old money. Yeah. Well, like I'm sure Wayne Enterprises is still a company. It's still going and it's still doing but this. But in the comics, do they ever say what he is? Because I I'm pretty sure in few, all other iterations, it's been he's just like a businessman. He owns. They've done different iterations. Like, like unfortunately, like the Waynes, they don't usually go too much into. It's not like like they try to do yeah. that. Like that's that's a weird story trope that they've done in the past like mm-hmm. you know peter parker's parents were actually spies for shield and yeah. stuff like that like but as far as i know thomas wayne most of the time it's doctor or just the head of wayne enterprises here's according to batmanfandom.com oh no thomas wayne was the father of bruce wayne and husband of martha he was a well-known surgeon philanthropist and ceo of wayne enterprises which he inherited from his own father after his father made patience on and patents on an industrial technology which he invested in real estate making the family billions yeah so i think wayne enterprises is just like the company that yeah. that just keep yeah. keeps it and then like every wayne is probably encouraged to do their own yeah. thing because yeah. i do like how this is the most we ever get to know thomas wayne mm-hmm. you know we, other than in joker <laughs> still have not watched that movie in its entirety since really i, I just did you I see it once I, in its entirety i saw it once yeah. oh, okay melanie so, and i producer melanie and i went to the theater and I will say that only the last 20 minutes was worth a viewing. Mm. The second he puts on the makeup. Yeah. And then otherwise I was like. It's 20 and, minutes more than me. And you know what? I <laughs> I know we're not talking about Joker, but in all honesty, like for that, Sean and I were just talking about it on Cinematic Adventures because we were talking about the, the Academy Awards and stuff like that. And we're like, he deserves all the praise for his acting in yes, that movie. Yes. But that movie is not that. like no, it's, it's derivative of, it, of yeah. Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. It, it's, yeah. it's not Joker. It's I have a mental issue. Yeah. It's Martin Scorsese light. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to, to this discussion, I do enjoy that we learn a little bit about Thomas Wayne. We see him as the as yeah. a father. And even like other characters, like Alfred, I think, has way better material in these movies than yes. he did. Like as much as we like yeah. uh, Michael Goff and uh, the Burton ones and right. the Schumacher ones. I, I'm, I, and I like Jeremy Irons. I really do. Cause yeah, me too. Jeremy yep. Irons uh, – Jeremy Irons, I just don't think he had enough time to shine. We've talked about this, but he also seems like the the kind of Bruce or the kind of Alfred to like literally be like, "You're wrong, dummy," mm-hmm. to Bruce Wayne. You know, they've been working together as Batman and Alfred for 20 years, and obviously he's known him. But in this movie, I I do find that it's very like he's he's very eager to help, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do, like I'll help you." You know, you can you can take the roles if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like he's jokey, he's funny. I he's a father figure. I don't like what they do in Dark Knight Retur- or Dark Knight Rises with him. Oh yeah, where he just like halfway through the movie, he's like, "I'm not helping you anymore." You could have <laughs> just you didn't have to add with him at the end of that sentence. You could have just said, "I don't like what they do in the Dark Knight Rises." Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, fun fact for your fanny pack. Oh boy. Sorry, I was just turning ready my, for this. Rob's mic off. Nolan offered the role to Anthony Hopkins. Of oh, Alfred. originally of oh, Alfred. Really? There you go. Said, yep, and then mm-hmm. he declined it. So then. They went to uh, Michael Caine. I also heard that Jake Gyllenhaal almost got Batman, which that would have been really awkward in the second movie. Yeah. (laughs) They probably would not have casted Maggie then. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, that was was unfortunate that uh, Katie Holmes couldn't return. I did like like Katie Holmes' portrayal, and I know they wanted her back, but it just didn't work with scheduling. And also, the fans were not very receptive to, to Rachel Dawes. Yeah. And I, and I can get why, 
Rachel Jaws is a very like almost jarring character who just constantly like talks down to Bruce and it's not even holding him accountable. It's just it, sometimes it just gets mean. But I, I think that's kind of what he needs, at least in what we see of this Bruce Wayne, where he's this egotistical playboy and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're the best because you basically own Gotham City. So it's nice to have somebody to be like, actually, you suck right now. Do but better. I think, I think what sucks about it, though, is like we're watching him become Batman yeah. and like try and yeah. save the city. And it's like it, I think maybe just as an audience member, we just don't like it because like he is he's Batman. But but she doesn't know that until the end of the movie. Right. Because it's not what he does. Or no, what, it's, <laughs> it's not, not who I am underneath. It's, it's what I do. That's what I do. Me. That defines me. <laughs> We didn't even She's talk like, about the bad voice. Bruce. Yeah. I was okay, I was more okay with the bad voice this time. So we were talking off yeah. air about this. Uh, and Rob brought up, he was like, why do we always bash this voice? Yeah. It's actually not that bad. I'll agree. In Batman Begins, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. With the exception it, of the... With the exception of the... Play to me. <laughs> with the, yeah. Swear to me. But it's just from swear to me, Dark Knight on... It's, that's where it's yeah. what everyone remembers. All right, maybe that's you know, though. Where are they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for that, just another fun fact from your fanny pack. In the first movie, Christian Bale did all the the Batman voice himself, as mm. as was the customary choice for Batman. Like every Batman tried to, with the exception of Clooney, and we'll, we'll argue Val Kilmer. He does a little bit, but mm-hmm. most of the Batman have had some sort of change in tone. Kevin Conroy was famous for it as Bruce Wayne and Batman and just really well known for it. But this was the first movie or excuse me. In this first movie, he did all of it by himself. You know, he had his Batman voice, which was a little bit uh, lower and more gravelly. And then he had like his Bruce Wayne voice. And then even like when he was like just him and Alfred was a little bit tonally different. But then in The Dark Knight, because it just ruined Christian Bale's vocal cords, like he was in like agony. They did. They digitally changed his voice, and that's why it's it's so gruff. But he still, obviously on set, he still did a little bit. But that's how we ended up with those weird Batman duck lips. Well, because he didn't. Yeah, he didn't like the suit. We'll talk about the suit next yeah. if you want, because obviously yeah, well, we could talk, talk about, about bat suits. suits. Yeah, I, I know Christian Bale says he did not like the bat most no. most bat men have said that they yeah. hate them. i think I'm, I'm thinking you you're pitching a new idea here for the sequel to the batman batman the batman the batman and it brings in all of them and it's part of the multiverse well i can't i can't flash. keep i can't keep saying batmans the bat the batmans the batmans, the batmans. <laughs> but uh ben affleck even said like he ran into christian bale halloween shopping and you know he asked him he's like what are what are any advice he's like make sure you could take a piss in that suit because that was a thing like he could yeah. not go to the bathroom in it yeah I, I you know i would even argue that i like the first suit better than uh the the dark knight returns or the dark knight and the dark knight mm-hmm. um rises suits but that's just me i don't notice those things you're the aficionado on that so in the first in the first movie he basically gets a, a body suit right and right. it's like you know lucius fox pulls it out oh i got i got 12 of these but he gets a bodysuit and he adds just some minor alterations. Like he changes, he colors it, he adds the bat logo. And then they have to order their own helmet, which is even funnier because they have 10, to order. 10,000 of them. <laughs> oh, at least less. And then they're they're broken too, which I hate how there was no payoff when he headbutts Falcone. Yeah. Imagine if it just cracks. He's like, crap. But, and it was the traditional uh, helmet helmet attached to the suit. So when Batman. Turning yeah. So in the second movie, he wanted. Uh, plate. He got plates, so it's more like like an under suit, and then the plates go on top of it. So he is able to move. Yeah, I think they've reasoned that out with the dog attacking. He says I was something that dogs can't get through. Uh, he does yeah. ask about how it would do against dogs, and he goes, and Lucius Fox says should be good against cats. And we're all like, ah, <laughs> uh, but really, joke. It, it really was just so that he was able to turn his head. But unfortunately, I I will argue that these bat suits are the least comic booky. They're very tactical, mm. very practical, but like I miss like the very military, the militaristic, yeah. and I miss like I miss the bat symbol. Like sometimes it's hard to even see it. Yeah, yeah. But I think also because it's like that motorcycle helmet style with the hel- with the actual cowl. Yeah, that sometimes it's just jarring the shape of it, mm-hmm. and sometimes it looks weird how like looking at Christian Bale's face in it. Right. Yeah. And obviously they do the the eye makeup around it. So which finally we're gonna see. In, finally, yeah. Which 
uh, fun fun fact for me, fanny pack. <laughs> we did Halloween of what three years ago when I went as yes. uh, the Green Arrow, and I had I actually put the eye makeup around, and it's it's a long process and yeah, it's an annoying process. Like, and also I don't like people touching my eyes. Our friend Daniela actually did it for me, but it looks it looked much better yeah. than if you know my eyes were just. I want to say there's. I remember some movie where an actor had to put that on, and he has a spray that he just goes right across his eyes. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just can't remember can't off remember the top. Where. But yeah. also, uh, kick ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage actually would put it on before he put on the big daddy suit and the fake goatee, <laughs> but which I thought was a genius touch. Yeah, but the best is in Batman Returns when he goes to rip his cowl off and it and goes it's, shot yeah, to shot. It doesn't and then, match up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. Can we talk Batmobile? Yeah, mean the tumbler, the tumbler yes. that Christian oh, Bale would, was not allowed to drive. In that. Oh yeah, yep. I, I, it might be my favorite Batmobile. Yeah, because it's it's practical. See, and this was I remember I was complaining about this last week with Tim Burton's Batmobile that it's it's large and clunky and can't make turns. Mm-hmm. This one is it's practical. It's it's something that actually exists. It, it can do these great speeds. Like it's it's practical, but it's also see. And this is why I don't know if I like the new Batmobile yet because I have to see the movie. But from what I've seen yeah. in the commercials, it seems so Mad Maxish. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it doesn't. It seems more style over substance. Whereas this one is all substance, and you know, it is stylish, but only as a result of its creation. Because it comes in black. <laughs> it does come in black. <laughs> I still argue that I, I like the Batman vs Superman one for the only scene that we really see it in. Yeah. I still love that Batmobile. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, I think. I I like this one better because it kind of goes with his suit. You know, his suit was based off of actual military equipment. Right. And then, you know, the Batmobile or the Tumbler, let's say, is an actual military vehicle. So, like, it, it, it all meshes together while everyone else is like, oh, this is like a militaristic kind of suit. But we're going to give you, like, a puny little car. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't mesh up with the styles. And this one, I think, does it perfectly. I will still argue, though, that there's a severe lack of bat branding on everything. Oh, absolutely. I, I what are you love... talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, because it's, it's, it's only, what, a month in of being Batman? Yeah, about, even? Throughout the entire series, though. Yeah, but he's... Oh, okay. he's that, all right, if we actually had a Batman, he would not be about advertising himself. He would be about stealth. I will disagree yeah. with he that. He advertises himself in this movie? Only in the through <laughs> word of only with word of mouth though he says you know tell all your friends about me and he puts and that's, Falcone on the on the spotlight and creates the bat right but that, <laughs> not in an attempt to get fans Why from not? Gotham <laughs> to send a message <laughs> right I do also I I don't like the severe lack of the batarang because I I love the batarangs they're, yeah. they're such a staple of Batman and and you know Michael Keaton used a lot I yeah. never really realized how many mm-hmm. batarangs he actually used all of them. Uh, he had the remote control one. Yeah. Like he had all the trick batterings. Shoot, that was my last one. Yeah. Let me go get it from that bad guy. I know, right? <laughs> Good thing I have a rope attached to it. But um, and I, I don't understand the practicality of batterings because unless it actually gets hits like there's so much on the batarang that isn't sharp and pointy. Yeah. That I feel like there are it's so like, many times it would hit someone and just bounce off. It's like of a them. throwing knife. You, you get really good at being able to throw a knife and landing it point in to But stick. throwing knives, you don't spin through the air. You he usually uses, do it like underneath, like this. I'm sure Whereas he also probably... spins through the air. He probably and, frisbees it, too. He uses them yeah. more as like throwing stars mm. in this. But if, they, if that's the case, then it should be pointier, on, more pointy th- around I, it. I think it's sharp all over. You see him sharpening the whole He edge. does go around yeah, yeah. the whole thing, yeah. but... I, I still say the Batman vs. Superman ones. He only uses it like once or twice. Those mm-hmm. ones look like they would they'd do some damage. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just remember the Flash holding it. Oh, yeah, I remember I it. <laughs> I remember during the warehouse fight scene, he takes one out and he and you hear it like as he yeah. opens it, like you hear like the sharp blade sound and then yeah. just that whiz and it hits somebody's and they're like ah, because <laughs> like yeah, th- th- those things those, are sharp. Those things, yeah. So all right, final thoughts before we get into our Star City rating with. Batman Begins, the trilogy, and then obviously we've been talking mainly about Christian Bale. Final thoughts, Rob? I like Batman Begins a lot because it's about Batman. Mm -hmm. It's not about the 
villains. And in fact, all of the people in Batman's life represent some aspect of his personality. The Scarecrow represents all of his fear. Ra's al Ghul represents all of his ambition. Rachel Dawes represents his empathy. Mm-hmm. Alfred represents his common sense. And so as a result, all of these figures in his life are natural extensions of his own personality. And you see him struggling externally with these people as he's struggling internally with these aspects too. So I love Batman Begins because it's such a complex film in terms of a character study and a man trying to do the right thing in in a world of injustice. I think Christian Bale was a, a great choice in this. He and, and I think he's very much sidelined in the next two movies, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, you know, there is sort of a mirror aspect between him and, and Heath Ledger, which is good, but Heath Ledger absolutely steals it completely yeah. from under him. And because Christian Bale, I think, just isn't given much to do in the dark now or enough to do mm-hmm. whereas here he he is and, and you don't remember batman begins for raza ghoul or for scarecrow you remember it for him learning to be batman and, and coming to terms with this trying to form his idealistic intentions i i love the military aspects of it i love that it's practical i love that it's grounded it's ve- <laughs> i don't love how sepia toned the entire film is mm. it is all brown yeah. i don't know if I, I didn't really realize that until I saw it and, and where that brightens up. But again, this is Christopher Nolan's only like really his third slash fourth first, you know, main yeah. film and its first big, big budget superhero yeah. thing. So I, I loved it a lot more than I remembered it. So I, I, I recommend it highly. That's my final thoughts. All right. Paul? For Batman Begins, it is an underrated movie. It, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the mm. whole pantheon of not only Batman movies, but also superhero movies at the time. You know, this is 2005. So this is the same year, you know, Smallville's still big on TV. We had our Spider-Man movies, our X-Men movies were, were there, but D, this was DC's first real big jump into, and everybody thought that this was going to start there. Th- everybody thought this was going to be their Iron Man. Like this, before Iron Man, obviously, before Canada, Iron Man. like that this was going to jumpstart, especially with Superman Returns, everyone, like around the same time, we were all like, yep. wait, does that mean like, the, are the two, like people were excited. This was a very exciting time for movies. But unfortunately, I feel like people, people forget about this movie. I, I love yeah. this movie. I really, mm-hmm. as much as I, as much as I'm like tearing things off about it, but I really, this movie is, it's got some great shots. Like I love the shot of when Rachel Dawes tries to taser him, like yeah. something small like that. Yeah. And he's just standing there like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. But like stuff like that. And like, I, I will argue the fight scenes are really bad in this movie, especially when he's Batman. Like yeah. you don't see them. Like, yeah. It's very yeah. close and, and edited down it's, yeah i mean really yeah. we don't get like full in your face fight scenes until the dark knight rises yeah and he does this weird elbow up thing the entire time <laughs> like where he's fighting where his arms are really yeah. high in both movies too uh, this and yeah. the dark knight but you know it's it was a great start to a franchise that you know it, it's in a league of its own the dark knight trilogy and as as much as i i bash on the third one it's still a solid film mm-hmm. series and you know this is the one that started it so i really do enjoy it i can put it on i can watch it and yeah I think that's what I got. All right. Awesome. No final thoughts on Christian Bale? He's not my favorite Batman, but Mm -hmm. he does a great job. Especially in this movie where he is learning to be Batman and he's like jumping (laughs) off a building. He's like, oh, my knee. Yeah. (laughs) Like stuff like that. But uh, I will always say that Christian Bale is not my Batman. Mm-hmm. He just he just isn't. He, Hashtag yeah. not my Batman. Yep. <laughs> he, he has some great aspects of being Batman and Bruce Wayne and all these things. But for the most part, like Ben Affleck kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the problem with going last in these things. Is like you guys say everything, but I got more to say. I can give it to you. Nah, that's all right. I, I got some. <laughs> I got some stuff. But yeah. I'm just saying, like a lot of stuff I want to say. You guys said again. Like I said earlier, I can see arguments and i could kind of be on the side that this is better than a dark knight but i I think just overall this trilogy is probably my favorite trilogy or series of movies out there whether mcu or in the dceu dc whatever you want to call it i think this is probably the best because you actually get a continuous story throughout and you see the growth in Batman and in Bruce Wayne throughout all three movies. I think it's great. Every villain, you can argue maybe Bane wasn't the best, but I think 
between the first two movies, you have some of the best villains yeah. out there possible. And then Christian Bale, I, I don't know, I don't like him at all. To be honest with you, between the, I think it's the Batman voice in Batman Begins, like we said earlier, isn't terrible. It's actually pretty good, but then it just gets worse and worse as the movies go on, and that to me just knocks it down. If I can't understand, especially what when you're he's saying. doing the Batman voice by himself, yeah, <laughs> like after Catwoman disappears, <laughs> oh, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. I, um, I feel bad for Christopher Nolan for that third movie because that yeah. wasn't at all what he wanted. No. And they kind yeah. of forced him into it a little. Yeah, it's sad. All right. Star City ratings. Three and a half. Okay. It is a well above average film. I think I gave the first Batman, the 89 Batman, the same rating. Probably. Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a solid film. I enjoy it. The story's good. The the intro. I mean, it's the first time we actually saw the intro, like how he becomes Batman on the big screen. So yeah. mm. I enjoy aspects of that. I enjoy seeing, you know, the, the bumps and the bruises and him mm. having to do push-ups every morning and like all that stuff. So. Yeah. Three and a half, yeah. All right, Rob? I am going to give it four. I think it is a, a very strong movie as a, as a superhero movie, but also strong as just its own movie. I mean, I'm just looking at this cast, and mm-hmm. this is what's great about Christopher Nolan is that he brings such A-list actors, and he brings out their best, too. You know, mm-hmm. look at any of, their, any of his movies, and he's got just a, a great group that he... And they constantly work with him, which I think just attests to Christopher Nolan's abilities. You know, we didn't even talk much about Gary Oldman. or, or oh, we're Ru- saving that for... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah. We didn't talk about Rutger Hauer, who is in this, which is awesome. Which he, I read this that Christopher, Freeman. Christopher Nolan sat down the cast before they made the movie and made them watch Blade Runner together. <laughs> and then he said, This is going to be what Batman is like. And then he has Rutger Hauer in there, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, you've got Morgan Freeman, Katie Holmes, Ken Watanabe, Michael Caine, just so many actors. Yeah. yeah. And giving their best performance, too. Yep. Like they're, they're just so great. And I love the realism behind it. I love how grounded it is it's a great psychological study mm-hmm. it isn't very comic booky but i th- i think that actually works towards its fa- you know in its favor mm-hmm. yeah it is one of the very first grounded superhero movies that we've seen too mm-hmm. and and i think it was such a trailblazer and groundbreaker for 2005 that i have to give it four stars yeah right. i'm gonna i'm gonna agree I, I give it four stars as well there's not too much bad about this movie you know but it's just a four because there's other movies that you know that are similar that are better like even though i'm saying this could be better than dark knight dark knight i would rate higher than batman begins but part of me would watch batman begins over dark knight you know you know speaking of dark knight actually heath ledger was gonna play Batman in Batman Begins I heard, too. I read that too. Yeah. I, imagine if that was to happen, he could still be alive. You know, they they say that the Joker is what he he yeah. did. He went. He got so method with it. That's what kind of went too deep drove down it. the he rabbit went, hole. Exactly. You know, imagine if he would have got this, and then uh, Nolan told him no. He was like, no, I don't think you're cut to be uh, Batman. But well, then that makes me think of what actor might have died instead of Heath Ledger. Yeah, if if one would have, yeah. you know, like I want, you know, but it, it's sad either way. But yeah. yeah, I definitely give this a four. I think it's the cinemat- cinematography in this is beautiful. I mean, I, did it win an award for cinematography? It or was, was nominated. It nominated. Yeah, it was nominated for. Yeah, you calling me out on this? I was just looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was cinema cinematography. Academy Award for Best Cinematography. It was nominated for. Yep. There it is. Yeah. So I mean, which is a big change because then The Dark Knight, I think, was up for eight awards. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, this is probably one of the best sets of movies you have out there. But yeah, I definitely give this a four as my Star City rating, or dare we say, Gotham City rating. (laughs) I mean, we did it last week. Last week we called it Gotham City rating. You guys called it Gotham. No, you did. You were the one that started it. All right, but that's going to wrap us up for our discussion on Batman Begins and kind of just the whole Dark Knight trilogy as well as Christian Bale. But before we go, we're going to go to our Facebook and check out our 
Fan Feedback Friday. All right. So this week it was who has the best Batman voice and who has the worst. I do. Yep. I I didn't get a chance to put mine down, but I will honestly say that Kevin Conroy has my favorite Batman voice. You're mm. welcome. I, I will I will say that. And I hate to say it because everybody's actually I'm going to say George Clooney was the worst. <laughs> that, that that was my answer. I know that I did was, it. Did you just copy me? That was my no, answer. I, he is the best. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, what? No, I I wanted I was going to say Christian Bale, but I just George Clooney just hi freeze. I'm Batman. You sound like Bruce Wayne. No, I don't. <laughs> no, you sound like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> All right, we have uh, Ben Affleck. Bruce Wayne. Let me. G- Your face Sorry. is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so anyway, general consensus is actually pretty surprising. Ben Affleck the best. Everyone else, we can't understand them. That was funny. <laughs> Do I even need to say Bale was the worst? We all know it. As far as the best, I have to go with Batfleck. And but let's see what the Batman gives us. Trailers make me think. Christian Bale for the worst, and I don't have a best. Thank you, Producer Melanie. <laughs> uh, Kevin Conroy is the best. George Clooney is the worst. This one I liked. Lego Batman as the best. Oh, my gosh. That's yep. it. And George Clooney is the worst. We haven't even talked about Lego Batman no. since we did the Lego Batman I mean, episode. I, 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 you can't... <sighs> Will Arnett as Lego Batman rules. Oh, okay. He has got the best voice. Iron I don't Man think sucks. so. Iron Man sucks. Because he's got the same voice as Bruce Wayne. I'll, I'll give you that one, yes. Yeah, but That's he's very rarely thing. Bruce Wayne in the movie. <laughs> he wears like, the cowl at home. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Lobster Thermidor, my favorite. <laughs> but that is going to wrap us up for today. If you want to take a listen to us or find more content from us, Paul. How can the people do that? Well, it's pretty simple. If you were to Google The Misfit Faction, you'll find 42 different ways probably. But first and foremost is our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different shows, not only the Multiverse Fancast, but also MF Uncensored and Cinematic Adventures. You'll also find links to uh, different reviews, different articles uh, about us, photos, all sorts of cool things. That's just our website. You can also find us on Facebook. You can uh, search The Multiverse Fancast. There you can participate in our Fan Feedback Friday. That's every Friday around around 8 a.m., ish and you'll always see it posted there you can also join our facebook group the misfit faction media network you can join our youtube channel the misfit faction media network you can also find us on instagram the misfit faction or you can find us on twitter at misfit faction and coming soon to the website there might be a surprise so be on the lookout in the next we announced it last week we did. Yeah, we mentioned it in the show. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be. You're supposed to surprise. You me. were here when we did it. <laughs> I asked you. Anyway, if you okay. Be on the lookout, I guess, for our merch store. Merchandising. Which, merchandising. I, I don't know. I saw Paul snap some pictures, so I do. Possibly, there is a picture. So check our Instagram. Multiverse check out the Instagram. The you might. Thrower. You might be able to see some of our product that's going to be on that merch store but that's going to wrap us up for today i'm ronnie i'm paul and i'm rob and we'll be back in a flash swear to smorgasbord <laughs>